The mules are in the corral. Welcome to Mule Talk, and I'm Cindy K. Roberts, your host. But first, a message from our sponsor. The days are getting shorter, and that means cooler temperatures. That's why I added the Rendezvous to my saddle wardrobe. The Rendezvous is a fuzzy butt with leg attachments to keep you warm in the saddle. The Rendezvous is made from merino wool. The fleeces are imported from Australia, and the Rendezvous is American-made. Many colors are available to complete your trail riding look. Remember, you have an image to keep while in the saddle. Make it a rustic and cool look with the rendezvous attached to your saddle. You and your horse will look awesome. And what a perfect gift item for Christmas. The rendezvous and fuzzy butts are available only at the White Horse Trading Post. They are on Facebook. Call Debbie Dill at 573-378-0153. On this week's episode of Mule Talk, we have a reoccurring guest and he needs no introduction. We have Max Bishop coming back on the show. Max, thanks for coming back on. Well, um, tell me, what is going on in the mule world as far as what people are looking for in buying mules? Um, well, there's a, there's a variety of markets. Um, of course, the Amish have the, uh, the big draft type Belgian mules and stuff at all time high. Um, just to go watch those sales, um, those guys, you know, we're, you know, Colts are ringing 15,000 and stuff, and it's just amazing to watch. Um, but uh, that's not something that I really get into. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see the value in those draft crosses. So those things are really super hot. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, um, on the east coast over here, there's a lot of gated mules that sell. A lot of people like those. But with the gated mules, they need to be close to 10 to 15 years old. Nobody really wants a young one. So like people are like, well, I'm going to breed for these gated mules. But not, you know, but, you know, there's just not a lot of people out there that can really train them and ride them and get them going. So, you know, the problem is, you know, I've had a couple of gated mules that were really nice and, and going along and started well. I'd say three or four years old, nobody nobody wants them. So I think the gated mule market is for the older people. Uh, they're willing to pay more for the mule, but they already want the time, the experience, and the years rode on. So I would say there's a strong market for a flashy, good-looking, older gated mule. Then you get the ranch mule market, which is really coming on strong. Um, they need to, you know, really one hand neck grain, get around, work off their hind end, be a little cow, you pin their ears at the cow, row, work a row, hold a row. Don't have to be like a team roping horses or super fast come out of the box, but then you be able to go hold like a bad mama cow or, you know, somebody's cows out or they need to dock or something. So I think, you know, we know the road can step off the mule and you'll hold the, hold the cow and kind of hang around and not try to run off while you're working. Those mules are probably reaching an all-time high. Um, a lot of the ranches out west where the rocks and the stuff take this, it takes its toll on the horses a little bit more, um, you know, um, are, are going to mules uh, more and more, you see. I think the quarter-type mules that are handy broke and really lope around like they're supposed to, little circles and figure eights, they do the best out west, especially like um, California, Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Oregon, Washington, uh, those are bringing kind of a premium price, most, you know, western, northwestern type states. Um, much more market for young mules, not much of a market for plain mules. Okay. So, and then there's uh, the killer market, you know, for, uh, and there's pros and cons about that. Yeah, well, I'm going to try not to cut here. Uh, that's hard for me. Um, 
Go ahead. Oh, the, real killer, the, the real the real killer market, the real one. Yeah. They've never been high on mules. Okay. Uh, mules mules do not bring hardly anything. They don't want them. They take out the same amount of space in the trailer as a big quarter horse. A number one killer is going to be a big, healthy, big hip, big shoulder quarter horse type horse. Uh, a mule's got a different kind of muscle structure, uh, leaner. So they're never, it don't matter what mule it is, it would never be a, a grade one killer. Um, so, you know, they're going to, you know, they prefer not to do that. So what you've got is this secondary bullcrap market where they keep threatening they're going to kill these mules if you don't pay three or four times with their work. Uh, um, that's what we're actually seeing. They're saying, oh, you know, it's going to shift, it's going to shift, it's going to shift. Um, but I actually know people that kind of run and are in the killer market. And, uh, you know, and I'll see them at the sales and stuff. And I talk to them and they're like, you know, we don't, they don't want to ship mules. They don't want to send mules. They don't want to kill mules. So you, what it is is that the real killers are actually just not buying mules. And these other people are getting mules that are not really worth riding or too old or have some issues or some lameness issues. And, and since there really is no legit killer market that's, that's going to hardly do it. I mean, it's not that it doesn't happen, but it's just not what they prefer. Um, you know, you know, just like if you're, if you're, if you're a cattle buyer and you're selling beef, you're wanting a big, heavy black Angus steer. You're not wanting a, a wore out Jersey cow. Sure. That's, that's the reality of it. So you've got this market of bleeding hearts and stuff where these people are holding these things for terrorism. And then, you know, and I get called every, I mean, I mean, every damn week. And people are like, you know, uh, well, I rescued this mule and I'd like to send it to you for training. For one, I don't have time to train outside mules. I have too many of my own. I think there's 30 in my yard right now that I own. So I don't have time. Right. But you haven't saved anything because you just bought something from a, a rescue lot. You just kind of delayed the inevitable. Um, right. If you have the skill set, the talent, the time, you can ride it, you can do it, you can fix it. There's absolutely some mules that are there that nothing's wrong with them, but they just kind of slip through the cracks nobody ever took time to break them or ride them. And if you can do that, that's fine. But uh, what they're doing is is they're they're selling they're buying these mules for two, three hundred dollars to sell, then they put a market on there that you gotta spend, you know, eighteen hundred to twenty five hundred to, to rescue its life, and then they just take that money and then they buy more killer horses that are valued to actually ship. So you're just you're just giving them more money to kill more stuff. For every one they think they save, they, they give them the money and feed to kill five more. So I just, I hate to see those ads. I hate when they come across. I hate when people tag me in the post. It's, a, it's annoying to tell. I'd, I'd, rather they, I'd rather that whole market just be shut down. Really. And if you want to kill it, kill it. If you, if you don't, don't. But don't sit there and tell somebody, you got to pay me way more than market value or I'm going to kill it. That's, that's just asinine. Yeah, that is. Wow. Okay, so, and you travel. Let me ask you this. Yes, sir. I'm pretty well known on social media, and you're and you're well known. So what would be your reaction if I today, Max Bishop, I walked out my round pen, and I put a 45 pistol to this mule's head and said, if you guys don't buy this thing in 48 hours, I'm going to shoot it in the side of the head, and I'm going to kill it dead. You can send me $5,000, or I'll kill it. You guys would be calling the police. <laughs> That's, it's the same ad. That's what right. they're saying. Right. The, the, the PETA and the ads and the hatreds and the old ladies would be pulling up in my yard want me arrested today. Yes. You know, but these people just with this. It's the same ad, just reworded different, but it's the same thing. Give right. me this money or I'm going to kill it. And I want way more than you know, the killer market for a mule is 
you know, say 40 cents a pound. It's not high like, a, you know, they'll say, well, the killer market's a dollar a pound for a horse. Now, yeah, it's, it's, that's in Mexico. That's not, you got to take away your shipping and all these other fees, and that's for a number one killer. That's not for a, a you know, a number three or whatever. So, you know, so anyways, that, that's the whole, that, that stuff annoys me. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, you travel all over. I mean, you you get out there and you'll have a truckload of mules, and you'll you'll tell people you're going to be in that area. Um, yeah, and you do give them jobs. I mean, that's that's really good. I admire you for that. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny, but I you know I you know because I had those heart attacks, and when I had that big Widowmaker, they're like they they had six months to live. 12 years ago and Lennon got married and had a kid you know, so I keep thinking I ain't going to live till the next day and I just keep waking up and going well damn here we go again but anyway so I just kind of figured out how like the market for the mules is higher out west obviously right in a big in a big call sector uh, you know when I say you know we shipped some mules to Wyoming and, and Montana and stuff in the last couple of weeks and you get shippers to go up there you know with all the snow and the ice and the road problems and all the stuff that they're dealing with um it's difficult to even get a load up there. You know, you know, in the summer it's not very hard, but the majority of the year, there's, you know, if you're getting into the mountains, there's issues. But uh, in the summer, it's pretty easy to get up and around there. But they're paying like twelve hundred dollars uh, per mule to get a mule shipped up there. So that adds up in cost. So if you say, you know, say I can go up there and I can take ten mules relatively easily with my truck and trailer, that's ten thousand on shipping alone or more. You know, I, you know, just ten, twelve thousand dollars on shipping alone. So if I just take a load of 10 up there and plan on spending a week, um, if I can save those people the money for shipping and then it pays for my trip for free, I get to go ride in the mountains to Colorado for free, sell the mules, save, save the people shipping. So I try to do that in the spring and summer when, you know, when the roads ain't horrible bad, like two or three times. And it always works out good for everybody. Plus, I usually just take people for free with me. And we have really cool rides out there and see some cool country. So... Yeah, I like it. I look forward to it. You know that—that's what I like about you. You are living the dream. <laughs> that is so cool. Um, so, I mean, what 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 advice or tips can you give to people that are looking to buy a mule? Um, I think they have to be kind of realistic with what they need versus what they want. Um, you know, I can have a really super nice sorrel meal that does everything it's supposed to do, and it's harder to sell than a buckskin meal that throw you about half the time. Um, so, you know, I think, I think trying to get over that color deal, um, that, that's the that's reality um, that people need to really factor in. Of course, you know, there's some really flashy good mules that are really nice, but then you're going to pay uh, a higher dollar, so you just need to be okay with that. You know, if you're going to go it's like, like every time I post a video of Grace around, like Amazing Grace, I got around those kids, um, you know, people riding it or doing bridalists or doing tricks or shooting off of everybody close, you know, I'd like to buy that mule. You know, that mule is a high sale on mule today. It costs 25000 bucks, you know. And so they're like, oh, I'm going to spend that one. Okay, well, then you're not going to get one that nice because that's like, that's not, like, I don't, you know, nobody gives me these mules when I just dream of the price. It costs a amount. And then you add on, you know, 10% or whatever, and you sell them. So, you know, I think people either need to go like, well, I'm a really good rider, so I can ride whatever I want. And then that's great because you've worked on your mule and horsemanship skills. That's great. But if you don't have that, 
And I think they need to put their safety uh, and their needs higher than their wants. Um, I just had a lady come down here the other day with her husband, and uh, I had a really, really nice baby all just absolutely 100% safe. They left with the paint, you know. Um, you know I'm, 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 I'm looking at her heels, well, that's what she wants. Okay, both. Oh, boy. You know, uh, yeah. You know, you know, like, so they don't listen, you know. Yeah, and of course, that's true. Of course, when they end up getting their damn arm broke, I'll be blasting for being the bad guy. You know, I'll be really the bad guy. you the bad one, you know. People are free, white, 21, they're going to buy what they want to buy, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, but they're going to blame everybody else. But, um, but anyway, um, I, and some other things I'd say is, you know, if, you know, as I understand now, it's hard to get out and necessarily ride. Right, and stuff, but I've seen so much like the scam stuff going on is insane right now. Yeah. So, for one, definitely don't buy a mule that you're not going to see in person or ride in person unless you absolutely know the person or watching videos. But, like, you know, Kelso's, you know, Kelso Mule Company, there's, they're like a fourth, fifth generation mule company. Everybody knows the Kelso's. They're easy to get a hold of, they're easy to find. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like you, you can find, there's nobody in the business that probably doesn't have. Johnny Kelso's phone number, you know, that and so they, they raised forty thousand dollars for uh, those victims over there in Kentucky, you know, in Kentucky by raffling off this mule and give hundred percent of the proceeds like well, all these people started copying their ads and selling that mule. And so like they've had like four or five different people like, uh, when you send me my mule, I want my mule, you know, because some, some scammers did that and like they never called Jody, they never called Johnny. Oh, wow. You know, it's just, you know, that's ridiculous, you know, that people are, you know, uh, and then sure. I've called a couple where the mules were like, they're really not loud colored and they're just really under the money. They're really riding around not. And, uh, and so I called them and like, if you can get them to answer, they don't speak good English. You know, it's a scam going on from different countries and stuff, but they actually stole. Okay. So the guy, Ty Evans is, you know, very well known, very famous. So, uh, and I know Todd, I know him personally and rode with him and everything else and stuff. So they're it's they're selling this mule and I'm looking at them that that's chrome. That's Todd's daughter's damn mule. And uh so I call him, I was like, he's selling that mule? And I'm like, yeah. And they're gonna sell me Ty Evans' daughter's mule chrome for five thousand dollars. I'm like, Really? It's awesome. How about the saddle? So how I get his I get his damn saddle thrown into it. I'm showing I'm screenshotting it, sending it to Ty. And I was like, dude, I'm just going to take your daughter's damn mule and your saddle, buddy. You're going to deliver it for me, you know? And I was, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, they, so they're literally selling that for anyway. So then, the same mule, they get uh, somebody that went to one of Ty's clinics. It's a real rancher. I think it was in Wyoming or Montana. But it's a real person with a real ranch, and they stole his Facebook account. Hacked oh, into it, and wow. they selling, selling Ty's stolen. So Ty's like, well, I know that guy. So we ended up calling the guy, and he's like, yeah, my Facebook hat. I, I don't have this Facebook anymore. So I had to turn it in to Facebook if somebody stole his account. But So, like, even if, you know, it's just, you need to call him on the phone. You need to talk to him. You need to do, like, a live video. All the time, people were calling me and say they're wanting to look at, like, I've got this meal on here, Modelo. They're like, well, I want to look at Modelo. So we're like, okay. So most people have iPhones now. You know, you just go to FaceTime. We walk out there. We catch it. We saddle it up. We ride it. And people watch the whole thing, and they're like, you know, go left, go right, cross that ditch, go down the highway, and you can do it. I would, you know, if you're over in California or, or Oregon or something, and travel is not, you know, an option, you know, obviously your best option is to go there and ride, spend a day or two, but if it's just not an option, option um, 
and you need to get you need some live video so you know for sure that that person owns that mule and it's there at that place and that you're going to get shipped. Yeah. So because the scamming is that just started this year. Um, sure. To this level. Yeah. To this level. Yeah. But uh, four or five that I've called on myself that I saw in the groups like ranch mules and stuff like that that I called on. I was like, that's that's under the money. That's that's something I could buy and make money on. And it's like I said, it's not real. So that's yeah, scary. That is scary. Um, to switch gears here, Debbie Dill from the White Horse Trading Post. We had a really good conversation about you inventing the rendezvous. And well, the- it's not that I like invented it or nothing, but I'll tell you suggestions because, okay, first of all, I was just bored at the Sedalia cell and they had that little deal over there. Of course, you know, Miss Debbie's really nice to talk to her or whatever. And so they had to sit there. And so we were just kind of joking. And I was like, man, if I got my wife on this, because my wife, she's real pretty. And everything, but she's got like no butt, like she's tiny. And so I was like, you know, maybe this would pat her butt so her butt wouldn't get sore, you know, she was driving or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so we were sitting on her joke. I was like, you know, it's kind of So I bought it like just for my wife. And I was like, she'll, she'll probably she'll probably like this. And then it's kind of weird. So I thought maybe Cheyenne would like it because it's kind of cool, you know. And uh, we actually ordered Cheyenne a pink one, you know, and Miss Debbie custom made her a pink one and stuff. And so <laughs> and Cheyenne loves her. And so, anyways, but then I started riding it and like, um, not to be graphic, but from just years of lifting weights, fighting, wrestling, it, it, all a combination of all those things, being kicked, and it has given me hemorrhoids that has problems sometimes. I was like, and then that's, it really does now help that. Like, if you're riding, and I'm, you know, because a lot of times I'll get done riding at the end of the day, like, I'll ride 18 hours a day, and I'm bleeding. Like, my blue jeans, when I get off, they're, they're soaked. You know, oh, I mean, well, it's I, just like that. I, yeah. I, before I go to the company, I have to take a shower and put on blue jeans, you know, clean blue jeans. Sure. So that thing there, but it does, it helps that. So if you have that issue, so I started riding because at that particular time, I was like kind of having a flare. Well, then we go to Colorado, and the difference on getting on a saddle, a leather saddle that's actually cold. Now, we're talking, we're, it's five degrees. We're up there, they come, you know, it's five degrees. I mean, it's like legit cold, not uncomfortable cold, but damn legit cold. And when you got on that field, it was, it was warm or whatever, except for my legs and stuff. If you keep your legs and stuff, so, we told her to do that, and uh, and then so that runs down your all the way down your legs and stuff, and it holds your body. It's a totally, totally different deal. It's so easy to stay warm. If you put if you put that that saddle on there and uh, with the with that lining with it, and you put like a heat pack in both your front pockets, where it kind of keeps up your little arteries and that blood flowing through your legs warm, which that'll keep your feet warm. You're riding that. I was up there riding all day. Like my buddies would go out there. They were riding 30 minutes an hour and freezing. And I, I literally stayed out there, you know, 10, 12 hours just riding, like, battling in the dark and getting off in the dark, just riding and riding and I, I was fine. Wow. So, you, you keep your, you know, if you keep your legs, that's the worst thing, you know, when you're riding and it's real cold, your, your feet get real cold. Right. Um, and once, once your feet get cold, um, you know, you're, you're kind of on the downhill swing yeah, there. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, but I think, I think that keeps my, kept, kept my legs warm and my core core warm down there. And like I said, then with the heat pack in each pocket, keeping that blood flow. And then like I said, sometimes when you're riding, every, about every now and then you just need to kind of flex your toes, you know, like get in time with the mule and go like left, right, squeeze your left foot, right foot every time they take a step and do that like you're actually walking. But yeah, I was I was able to stay off all hunt season. And it actually got down to 16 below, um, and it, uh, 
we got an army diesel heater in all army camps, and it literally froze our diesel, and it gelled up. So we had no heat there for a bit. That was pretty pretty long. We had to bring our diesel in the tent, put a buddy heater on our diesel. With all oh our my diesel gosh! Well, but I was still riding, so I said, "Yeah, those things are." If you're, if you're out there, if you're out west, you're riding up in the mountains in the snow. Um, I think if people would get that, I think they would find out that one, it's a very very comfortable. Uh, and those, and those, the ones that are the rendezvous, like when it's hot, real cold, those legs things, they're, they're separate. You can just pull them off and put them up until it's cold again. So it's yeah. not like you have to, right. you have to do that. But it's damn sure comfortable and it'll damn sure hold the, hold the heat in. He said that in the summertime it'll keep you cool on your butt. I, I don't know about that. I, I didn't try to do that, but, uh, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like that merino wool or whatever they call it. Yeah. You it's know, sure comfortable. So, so she thinks you got to brush it out and give it baths and showers. And it looks like roadkill, but I, I just went on with rough. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't really care. All right. Well, Max, um, I want to thank you for coming on. And if how do people get in touch with you? Um, of course, most people just message me on Facebook or whatever, or, or you know, my phone number is 870 they can call me. Uh, better call me at night because I'm usually riding all day, but um, call me at dark is, is the easiest way that I'll actually answer. Um, or they shoot me a Facebook message and I'll call them back. You know. Yeah, very good. Well, I wish you all the best and uh, you're doing amazing work. So I want to thank you for coming on. So we'll have you back soon. Yeah. Well, all we're, right. we're trying our best. And so it's amazing, you know, um, to me how how many people are riding mules now. You know, used to when I would go to the, the bigger just trail rides that weren't typically mule rides, you know, you would just see a few and you'd go over and talk to the mule people and, and the numbers are, are just getting a lot and then the real organized mule rides are getting really hot. So I think people are coming around and seeing what the time it is. But, uh, yeah, and donkeys too. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they kind of they kind of surprised me. I, I rode a couple of good donkeys, but on the average, they're, just, they're not for me. I, I don't, right? You know, but uh, they're a little. But you know what? If I was, if you through, we've got Pedro. Is, is Pedro will walk my damn mules in the dirt? So I don't. I mean, he is there's not a lazy bone in him. Um, my little girl, it's twelve and a half inch tall, and uh, I rode it one day sixteen miles. Um, that's the day I bought it, and uh, I was renting a pasture with Mr. Charlie, and he was like, you know, you need to ride this donkey up there on the donkeys. And then, and anyway, he talked me into it, and I was at least 100 acres from him, so I felt like I was obligated to do it. It's a gay donkey, you know. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I, I rode it 16 miles, and I told my buddy, I said, man, stay around my truck and trailer. I want to wear this little thing out. Because I, I was riding from Mr. Charlie's house all the way to the next town over at Beach Road in the back of my house. I said, Mr. Charlie's going to be to take it for him, and I said, I'm going to ride it. So when it wears out, come get me in the truck and trailer. And uh, about 11 or 12 miles into it, it was just gaping. I just pop, 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 pop. I don't left every horse, mule, there's horses, mules, everything moves on the ride. I don't left everybody. So I, I beat everybody back to my house by a good 45 minutes. So we just roll them. So, you know, if it's a good donkey, I guess they're good donkeys. But um, most of them seem like when they're done riding, they're done riding, they just quit. Just, you know, yeah, done. yeah. That's annoying, that's annoying to me. <laughs> if I was not, if I wasn't healthy and I only wanted to walk and I just didn't care how slow or how fast we got there, but well, I said we can do you can do wagon races with this little donkey, we China little donkey Pedro. We hook him up to a little little cart, little two little cart, and he'll sling donuts and drift sideways and 
for hard as you want to run. So I ain't, I'm, I ain't putting it fast enough to be a good one. There you go. Max, thanks again for coming on. Um, well, we're going to have you back. Don't go away. Get my book, How to Buy a Mule and Not Get Screwed. Learn the common mule and horse trading tactics being used. Learn about confirmation weaknesses. Aging a mule by looking at his teeth. Judging his feet. Watch the mule's herd manners and judge his movement. Learn how to interview the seller and ask the right questions. Know how to order a pre-purchase exam and what to look for. How to Buy a Mule and Not Get Screwed is available at EveryCowGirlsDream.com and Amazon Books. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or a sponsor, send me an email. Cindy, C-I-N-D-Y, at EveryCowGirlsDream.com. Gotta go. My mule is looking for me. Meal Talk is an Every Cowgirl's Dream production.